Welcome to CEO Money. I'm Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. All right, I have got Lonnie Cosina, CEO of Media Relations. He's he's got this book right here that I've been reading, and I'm very, very excited to have you on the show, Lonnie. Thanks for coming back. Glad to be here. All right, give the audience um, some background on you and the book, and I want to start off by talking about um, you know what is a brand. Sure. Well, a little background on myself. I'm, I'm 63 and I've, I've been in marketing my whole life and, um, you know, work with a lot of companies at any given time. Uh, our company media relations agency has, uh, you know, 60 to 100 active clients. So we just we're in the kitchens of a lot of companies doing a, a big and small, doing a lot of marketing. So that's kind of a background. And, uh, and as far as brand goes, I think brand is one of the most um, misused terms in marketing today and that's kind of surprising considering how important that term is all right let's drill down into the you know the goods and the bads about a brand and being able to figure it out what it what does it really mean and how do we use it in an effective manner to create what we all want a conversion into a revenue stream yeah a brand First of all, uh, uh, the word brand is not a synonym for product. And you'll see that it, that's the way it's most often used out there. People will say, well, this is my brand and they'll hold up their product or, or when some uh, marketing person is kind of selling you on, on um, working with them, they'll, they'll use the word brand kind of sound important. Um, it, it, but you can, you could, the way to test it, Here's what a brand is. A brand is a definition people hold in their mind of a company and your offerings. That's what a brand is. Um, and so when you're reading or listening to somebody talking about branding, if they use the term brand and you can just substitute product for that word, in, in my opinion, most of the time they're misusing it. Now, if you can substitute the definition people hold in their mind of my company and its offerings when they're using the term brand, then you'll know they're using it right. How do you get to that point where they're actually talking about the concept, thinking about the concept and the overall vision of what your company is versus your product? There's got to be a path there. Well, it's it's actually the same path. It's marketing is a lot like teaching, and you're in a room full of students, and you and the students uh, in marketing, a lot of them aren't paying real close attention, you know. And you're when you're out there trying to uh, uh, do your marketing through the promotional mix channels, you know, ads, publicity, social media, website. A lot of people are not uh, fully engaged, and that's a. Um, that's a challenge. Um, so if you think of if you think of it as a if you if you think of it as having a class and trying to teach them, and and then creating a syllabus that to use while you're teaching these people, you're going to be teaching them about your company sometimes, and sometimes you're going to be teaching about a specific product or service, and sometimes you might be teaching them about other products and services you have. But all the while, you're trying to create this favorable definition. And really, in marketing, you're, you know, you're trying to lead to the sale. So you're trying to create a definition in their in their mind about your company and, and, and its products that is more important to them than their money. You know, you're trying to you're trying to get them to exchange their money for your product, and that's a really high bar to get over. So you got a lot of teaching to do. 
Got it. Now, I've been reading your book, um, aside from doing marketing for myself, but I also do it for another company. And I'll tell you, on page, let me pull this out. I'm really enthused with this book, but the code sheets. You know, on page number 41, your company, your market, your primary themes, positioning, brand statement, and then the subsections are vision and mission. In the beginning of this whole thing out in the front, it's product. Could you give me or give our audience kind of a high level of um, how to really, in a practical sense, use that to create a pathway that gives you a better marketing experience all the way out to the end customer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. First of all, what you want to do is you want to, you have to get the leadership in the company on on board with um, uh, 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 with a number of items in, in the code sheets. And what, what the code sheets are is they're just codifying what you're, you know, what the company's mission is, what its vision is, which product you're talking about, who is the market for that product, what are the primary reasons they purchase that product, why is your product better than the competition, why should they buy yours rather than someone else's, and then the brand statement, which is really how, how they think about your product. You want to capture that. And uh, so you, you need first you need to get the leadership on board. Then you need to um, you need to work with the staff that are going to be creating your promotions, building your websites, doing your mailers, running your ads, whatever it is that we're the, you know the channels that they're pushing that message out through. You got you have to give that talent clear direction, and it starts at the coach sheet. It starts with codifying that information, and you don't want to get all tangled up in a lot of brand architecture and brand personality. And you know a lot of people like to try to do the razzle dazzle with all that fancy language, but um, my book is practical. It's about keeping it simple, and CEOs love it. All right. Now, another thing that I wanted to draw attention to is the schedule. I think it's on page number 140. Yeah, you know, number 140. And I just went crazy over this because at the very top of it, you know, you, you show another graphic about the frequency of using the various outlets whether it's publicity feature all the social medias uh and you know and then obviously you know adwords down there at the bottom give our audience an idea about the effectiveness and what really they should be thinking about when they start trying to work with this schedule a lot of our clients once we take them through this process and they 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 see okay well we let's say they have uh, five products and um, they have three primary, or, or they have, let's say they have two markets for each product, two sub-markets that they need to speak to differently. And then they have three primary messages for each of those sub-markets and then, and then positioning, you know, why your product is, is better than the competition. Sometimes there's some overlap between those two, but they realize they have a lot of messages. Then consider this, you're dealing... Like it's not like being teaching a class in a school where, especially with adult learners, where they're paying attention, they want to learn, they're there and they're listening to you. Even then, it's really hard to get your information across. You have to repeat it, tell them to them a lot of different ways, test it, and what have you. And so, when we get to scheduling and cycling through each product, each submarket, each of its primary value points, positioning, what you find out is um, 
and and using all of the different promotional mix channels you know your website your your you know direct mail your advertising your your um uh pub, using publicity that you know there's a thousand of there's only four promotional mix channels, but there's a lot of sub channels to use as well. And then you start to schedule that out and say, oh my gosh, how, am I, how many times are we going to have to reach each of these sub markets with all of these messages, knowing that we have a class that's not paying great attention, right? And you see uh, most clients realize they've been up way more they can chew. They don't have anywhere near the money to, to put into everything they need to do. And so it be scheduling becomes a lesson in prioritizing. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, is there anything else you want to bring up on the audience before we part ways today, Lonnie? Um, let's see, there was something else I thought of about brand I wanted to mention. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, oh, you know, don't call your, don't call your product. Your, if everybody knows about your product, go ahead and call it a brand, right? That's fine. If everybody knows about it, but don't start calling your product your brand until you know, until people know about it. It's as it's as it's as odd as or goofy as you have a a garage band, right, and a dented up limo, thinking they're celebrities. They really aren't. You know, a few people know them, maybe what, but they're, they're not celebrities. Branding and celebrity status are very similar, and unless people know you and know your product. You aren't a brand yet. You're, you're a product. So I, I think when people misuse the term like that, they really do themselves a disservice by um, not fully understanding how much work is ahead of them to get the masses or your, at least your full market knowing what your product is and the way you want them to understand it. Thanks, Lonnie, and thank you for writing the book. I'm using it every day. Oh, great. Thanks. That's wonderful. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.